Autism Institute podcast. My name is Alapasita Bomerile. I am a researcher here at Maxim Institute and this is our weekly short form podcast. These podcasts are released in tandem with our weekly column and are a chance for you to hear in depth from the column's author about some of the thinking that went into producing their final piece. Today we talk to the wonderful Maxim Communications Manager, Jason Hill, about his recent column. Welcome Jason, welcome back to the podcast. This week we're talking about your recent column, Hot Column 2, uh, titled The Te Pukinga Debacle, One Size Doesn't Fit All. Uh, first of all, what is Te Pukinga? <laughs> that is a great question, Allah. It's great to be here on the podcast. Um, I was going to say that's the million dollar question, what is Te Pukinga? It's but more, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it's more like the $3.5 million <laughs> question. Um they spent $3.5 million on a campaign to help us understand exactly who they are and what they do. Mm. It's an, a newly or recently created crown entity, I think, in 2020. Mm. Um, and it now runs the 25 tertiary providers and vocational um, education institutes. Mm. Um, they used to be independent. Um, so think Unitech, think... Open Polytech, think Wintech, think right. Otago, Nelson, all these polytechnical institutes used to be independent and now they've all been merged together under one umbrella, Te Pukinga. Um, basically, it was decided that some of them weren't performing and so instead of just closing those ones, we mm. would merge them all into one and try and get the crown to run them so that they would have profit. So mm. that's that's kind of what Te Pukinga is. It's the resulting organisation that runs all of our politics yeah um and it sounds like what's happened is centralization or a shift towards it anyways yeah. again yeah uh seems to be a recurring theme in new zealand that, for some why reason. do you think yeah. why do you think that is look I, I don't have a solid answer for that but if mm. i was going to kind of take a guess at one of the many reasons i would say it's probably a fear of being held accountable and mm. being held responsible for okay. something. Yeah. Like I think we we like to pass the blame. Mm. We like to pass the buck. I, th I think of um, recently when um, the Prime Minister was asked about um, the increasing crime rates and the rates in the flood areas. Right. And he said, oh, that, that's not what I've heard. Um, that's, you know, anything that's going to increase people's worry should should not be talked about mm. and then it turned out that those stories about people being held at gunpoint and gangs intimidating people were true, were true. <laughs> yeah and then he said oh i had bad intel from the police and i'm really sorry that my intel was bad and so it's kind of like we'll just pass it on to the next person or yeah. we'll throw someone under the bus or i i i don't want to do that so i'm gonna pass it on to the government you know yeah, yeah. um oh, i couldn't run this polytech so i'll just let the government do it rather than trying to, I guess, fix it and take responsibility and dig in or, or just go, look, it's not going to work. We're going to have to close it down or, mm. yeah. Or on the other hand, the state comes in thinking it's the saviour. Yeah, well, I guess they think, well, we've got unlimited amounts of money. We right. can fix this problem. We can, And I think just having money doesn't necessarily mean that you can run something better than someone who's boots on the ground. I That's mean. Right. 
um, a lot of the staff members at Otago Polytech submitted against this mm. when it was um, created. They said that they felt they were being set up to fail, mm. which is pretty telling considering that Otago is one of the more successful polytechs. Correct. And they were like, look, we're just going to be set up to fail. We don't yeah. want to do this. We think it's a bad idea. Um, the national MP, um, Penny Simmons, who used to be the CEO of SIT, Southern Institute of Technology, mm. she said the same thing. She said, look, you can't just merge all of these technical institutions into one and that's going to solve all your problems Correct. in fact um, some people have argued that it's made it worse because the deficit total deficit of all the institutions has like more than doubled since the booking has started wow. and then they've lost uh, how many staff is it now one two three four five five staff members since in, in two years yeah. um, like chief executive level, you know, executive level staff members. And a potentially growing list too. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not like um, that. that's it now, all their problems yeah. are solved now that these five people have left. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so with that sort of um, mismatch and what's happening on the ground and those, or how people on the ground feel very differently to, to the intention of this merger, yeah. what else has this merger really shown? I think it's shown that... Um, the Ivory Tower people kind of think of New Zealand in terms of its urban centres, you know, mm, like correct. Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch, yeah. you know, maybe Hamilton and Dunedin if we're lucky, you know. <laughs> Division two. Yeah, that's right. They're the second level, that's yeah. right. But they're more towns. Yeah, they're towns, not the cities, you know, the big centres where you fly in the planes, you know, and, yeah. and you drive through and, you know, you stop on your destination. No, so what they've done is kind of taken some of these really successful rural um technology institutes and kind of merged them into the the urban centers yeah. and said well rural new zealand we don't really care about you you know you know your development and see the thing is these these sort of vocational training things are a stepping stone up for people Correct. who want to step out of uh, poverty or want to make a change in their life mm. and if they have to move from their small town or their rural area to the city they're less likely to go back and to Correct. reinvest in that town, um, to set up a mechanic shop there or mm. um, invest in farming there. Yeah. They're all just going to kind of stay in the urban centre and maybe move to the fringes. Yeah. Um, so it, I think it's just exacerbating the, the slow death of rural New Zealand, which is a, it's a sad thing because we, you know... Um, uh, primary industries is like eighty percent of our exports. That's right. You know, backbone so, of this. Yeah, it is. It is what we what we rely on, and so we really need to look after our our rural sector. And this is not the way to do it. Awesome. Well, thank you for an enlightening um, column on. We're actually highlighting the importance of ensuring that there is. Um, I guess fairness across the board in terms of urban and regional, but also regional and rural development is equally as important as urban development. So thanks for coming along this week, Jason. Thanks for hosting me, Ala. Great to be here. And now let's hear from Jason as he reads his column. While Hurricane Gabrielle has been rightly dominating the news, another disaster has been unfolding off the radar. I'm talking about the latest in what is fast becoming a long line of resignations at an organisation called Te Pukinga. Richard Forgan, Deputy Chief Executive Strategy and Transformation, recently left the job a mere 10 weeks after starting. 
He follows Chief Executive Stephen Town, August 2022, and Chief Financial Officer Mark Walker, September 2022. Deputy Chief Executive Merrin Davis quit in April 2021. What exactly is Te Pukinga? It is the newish crown entity that recently spent $3.5 million on a campaign to help us understand precisely what it does. Put briefly, Te Pukinga now runs 25 tertiary providers in vocational education. 25 previously independent organizations merged into one. Why? Because some of them were underperforming financially. The hope is to simplify vocational education and training and make it profitable. In other words, time to cut our losses with another merger. More broadly, vocational education is an overlooked area of the tertiary sector that offers chances, lifelines and hope for those looking for a step up in life. Unfortunately, it's outside of the preschool, primary, secondary, university treadmill. Cutting access to the vocational ecosystem will leave those it serves with fewer paths to bettering themselves. We're also watching a real-time example of why centralization is not the answer to regional problems. People at the coalface of successful institutions don't like it. Staff members at Otago Polytechnic, one of Aotearoa New Zealand's best-performing vocational educational centres, submitted against the merger when it was first proposed. They were concerned they were being set up to fail, and those who've been in the business aren't sure this initiative will work. National MP Penny Simmons, the former CEO of Southern Institute of Technology, says just simply merging them doesn't fix all the problems. What we are fixing is reducing the number of intermediary institutions that give many people purpose, meaning and hope. And why should one size fit all? Yes, some of the vocational providers weren't performing well. But at a time when the regions are doing it tough, shouldn't we be amplifying regional development through institutions like these? Rather than absorbing regional vocational providers into large metropolitan institutions, why don't we implement more of what works? It's counterproductive and confusing. What is certain is that if nothing changes, the resignations will continue. Those organisations that are succeeding, like Nelson Polytechnic, should have the autonomy to continue to offer the specialised education services their people need. Local communities need to thrive. It's the same for areas trying to recover post-cyclone Gabrielle as it is for Te Pukinga. In the fixing, one size won't fit all. Thanks for listening to the Maxim Institute podcast. If you'd like to hear more from us and keep up with the rest of our research and analysis of politics and policy in New Zealand, you can sign up on the homepage of our website to get our monthly forum email and invitations to future Maxim Institute events. You can search and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. From the team here at Maxim Institute, ma te wa. Goodbye for now.